Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Coma Cast. It is May 25th, 2021, and I am your host, Matt, today. Cody is still with us, um, but for Crime Week, when we talk about this, we thought it just might be a little easier just to talk to one of us. So today we are going to be talking about two cases 21 year old Tylia Mack. She was a trans black woman who was murdered in DC and on August 26, 2009. We'll also be talking about Alexis Woodland. She was a trans woman who was also murdered in an attempted robbery on December 2nd, 2005 during, um, it was believed to be an attempted robbery and maybe unknown if it was a hate crime, but she was, her life was taken from her. So we'll be talking about her in a little bit. Welcome back everyone. So today we're going to start with Tylia Nanabu Mack. Like I said, she was 21 years old on August 26, 2009, she and a friend were walking down the street in the 200 block of Q Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. At the time of the attack, she was walking with a friend and an unidentified male approached and attacked them. They were both um, stabbed and it was a pretty vicious attack. Both of them were uh, the police arrived, took them to the hospital. It was approximately 2.40 in the afternoon. Within 30 minutes, uh, Miss Mack unfortunately had passed away and her friend was released later in stable condition. And now the friend has never been publicly identified or spoken out that I know of. It's possible that she just may not have been comfortable speaking out or it may not have been her statement may not have released from the police. Her mother, Beverly Mack, and D.C. police, along with activists, her friends, and other children, um, have regularly held vigils for her on the anniversary of her death. In 2018, on the ninth anniversary of her death, uh, detectives and police, D.C. police, were also invited, including the homicide detective working her case, as well as the lieutenant that oversees the LGBT liaison unit over the D.C. area. Her mother stated that She'd hope by inviting the police to promote community involvement and communication, and that hopefully someone would come forward. Um, she had a very supportive family, um, at least from what we see, that they're out there looking and hoping to somebody to have any information to bring forward and to bring justice for them. We are attaching the flyer that the D.C. police have um, with a picture of Miss Mac, as well as any contact information if you know anything and can contact the police. Today, we're also going to be talking about 24-year-old Alexis Nicole Woodland. She was 24 years old on December 2nd, 2005. Now, her case is a little different. Um, It's unknown if this was necessarily a hate crime. The police had indicated that they do not feel that it was a hate crime. Um, She was with a also with a friend and they had stopped at a convenience store um in the 2000 block of savannah terrace southeast um they were returning home after purchasing food and they were approached by um for witnesses they were approached by two men in a dark car and one of the men fired a handgun 
and Miss Woodland passed away from injuries to her abdomen and face, and her friend survived the attack. There is a suspect composite available. Um, I had difficulties getting it to load on the on the police website, and I did not find it widely shared. Um, so we'll attempt to find it and get that attached as well. There was a suspect description. The suspect is described as a black male in his 20s at the time of the crime, approximately 5'11 to 6'1", 160 to 170 pounds with a slight mustache. And at the time, of course, this was December of 2005, his hair was in dreads. Um, and the Metropolitan PD have a reward of up to 25,000 for information leading to arrest, to the arrest or conviction of uh, the persons responsible. So unfortunately, we do not have a lot of information here as well. Um, again, the friend was not identified. And so it's a little challenging in these situations where we don't have really anything else. There's no CCTV footage of either case, and it's dependent on witnesses and what the police releases. So if the police do not or say they do not have any other information, you're kind of stuck. You're, as Cody and I've talked about before, there are times when the police just cannot release certain information because it might tip off somebody who is responsible to hide. But to, we can only depend on what's been publicly made available for all of us. So thank you guys for listening today. I apologize. It's a bit of a shorter day and we just don't have a lot of information. But even with a little information, this is part of uh, an alarming history of D.C. history of violence against trans women, especially trans black women who uh, suffer much higher rates of assault, attempted murder, or, and in this case, both of them were murdered. And so I appreciate you guys listening. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.